we welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. And he spake this parable unto certain which trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. This is, a, this is probably the most powerful part of this whole parable, and most people overlook it. Jesus spake this, to the par- spake this parable unto certain ones, certain people which trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. This is Jesus being Jesus Christ, but he's going right at them, right at the Pharisees, right at the scribes, Sadducees, right in their faces. He's about to just go put them on blast, right to their face. The Bible tells us that Jesus spoke this parable directly to those who are guilty of being self-righteous. God commands his ministers to preach against Pharisaic behavior, even when it is disagreeable. Instead of mounting opposition against God and his messenger, the offending person should receive the word and change accordingly. Y'all know how many folks left this church because I got up and preached something that hurt their feelings? Folks leave church for that. Now, somebody can come in and set a bomb off and blow up half the club. And they'll be in that dancing in the other half. Now, wear your coat. It's a little chilly because, you know, there ain't no wall on that other side. Somebody come blow the club up. And they call it. Is the club ready? The next week, cars just parked. Well, we can't go in. Let's just do it out here. What does it take to make you leave the club? They ain't going to leave the club. But they'll sit in church and the minute you say something they don't like, oh, we leaving that church. But this is a part of being self-righteous. You're going to mount up in opposition against the messenger and God because somebody is coming against something that you believe dearly in. When you get on them sacred cows, folk get nervous and folks don't want to hear that because, man, my family been doing that for 40 years. Well, if it was wrong, it was just wrong. Even if you taught it, it was wrong. Amen. You got to go back and say, you know, I should have been teaching that. or I should have been doing that. I was just wrong. But I'm going to correct it. I'm going to make sure I correct it. Second Timothy 4 and 2. I love it. It's my, one of my favorite passages in the Amplified uh, translation. Second Timothy 4 and 2 says, Herald and preach the word. Keep your sense of urgency. Stand by. Be at hand and ready. Whether the opportunity seems to be favorable or unfavorable. Whether it is convenient or inconvenient. Whether it is welcome or unwelcome. You as preachers of the word are to show people in what ways. What? Their lives are wrong. Y'all laughing. It sounds like true church perspective. <laughs> That's my favorite passage. I, I mean, because if we're not preaching and telling people how they are wrong, then what are we preaching? That's what the word is for. You can't use the word to look good. The word going to make us all look bad because the word is perfect and we're not. How are you going to use the word to look good and look better than somebody? Boy, are you crazy? Self-righteousness presents us from readily applying the message to our lives. But rather, we feel that it is better suited to others who have failed to reach our distinction. That's folks sitting in church, 
And when they hear the word, they looking at other folks. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's her. Oh, he got her down packed. That's her. That's... But it's never for them. A self-righteous person, the word's never for them because they can't change. Because they don't feel the need to change because they're self-righteous. Self-righteous means that they're right. Why change if you think you're right? Amen. None of us should have that attitude. We should be able to hear the word. I don't care if a frog get up here and get the mic. If he preached the word, you ought to be able to conform to the word. Amen. Don't matter if this is the truth or even you read in the word. You ought to be able to conform the word. You don't picture other people when you hear in the word. Y'all stop that right now. That's self-righteousness. You hear something, you automatically thinking of other folks. Mm-hmm, I can't wait to get this tape. Tape. I mean, I can't wait to he upload this message because I'm going to send it. I got five people I'm going to send it to that need this. And you just don't ever look at yourself. The word is for you too. I don't care how old you are. Amen. You don't ever get that old and crusty. You need the word too. We all need, look at somebody and say, I need the word. How many of you need the word? I need the word. I don't care how old I am. I need the word. Self-righteous folks sit in church picturing other folks. Thinking about who, oh yeah, that's her. Mm, oh yeah. And then after service, did you hear pastor? He went in on sister Barron. He went in. on. Well, he didn't really call in the name. Yeah, but we all know. <laughs> Self-righteous people deflect what is being preached because they feel they are better than others. So if I'm better than them, then it's not for me. It's for those that are lesser. James 1 and 22. But be ye doers of the word and not just what? Hearers only. So don't sit in here and just hear it. It's for you too. Do a self-test. Get in the mirror one day and say, am I self-righteous? And then think about your crazy self. Give it a minute. Call somebody. Amen. Call somebody and ask them. Say, do you think I kind of put that spin on stuff every day? Well, bro, I was waiting on you to... And then you just correct it. So, oh, man, I don't ever want to make people feel bad around me. If I'm making people feel bad around me, you know what that means? That means that they smiling in my face. <laughs> I thought y'all was delivered. But that means they're smiling in my presence. And soon as I walk away, whoo, I'm glad he's gone. Dude, that's all he do is talk about all his self and try to make himself. Yes, that's what they do. I don't want people doing that when I walk away. How much y'all saying the same thing y'all was saying when I was there? So I want to change that. So I want to do a self-test, a self-check to make sure that because God has gifted me in the word and knowledge and all of this and helped me to know things or whatever, that I'm not heaping that upon myself as some kind of great character that I possess or some kind of power that I have and I begin to think of others as less than me. Amen? Amen. You know, I, I had that problem with EX Ministries because when I first started, you know, all people know is the video. So they hear the video and they automatically assume, oh, this dude is just self-righteous. He think he's better than everybody, whatever. But anybody would hang out around me would know, dude, I don't even talk about the truth behind hip-hop. I don't. I don't talk about any of that. Man, I'm just, we just hanging. That's, that's, that's work. That's my job. Y'all don't talk about work when y'all leave work. Man, I'm leaving work at work where it belongs. 
Amen. So we don't want to be just hearers and sitting in church just listening. The Bible says if we're just listening, we're deceiving ourselves. But we got to take it and apply it. Amen. Somebody say, fix me, Lord. How many of you know you need to be fixed? I'm crazy without you, Lord. Oh, yeah, I need to write that. We need to sing praise song. PJ, I'm crazy without you, Lord. Start working on that tonight. Help him, Lydia. Y'all start working on it. Let the kids sing it, too. I'm crazy without you, Lord. (laughs) A self-righteous person hates his brother. In order to lift yourself up, you must make others look inferior. A self-righteous person will talk about people and all their flaws continuously without ever acknowledging their own shortcomings. Yes, yes. That's self-righteous. Get around and just talk about folks. I hope y'all don't do that. Amen. Especially with the church. I hope you ain't inviting folks over and y'all sitting around talking about church folks. Amen. Don't do that. Hey, don't do that. Don't do that. That's self-righteous. Talking about folks. Amen. Do you really want folks to talk about what you've done? Hey, somebody got spoke in tongue on that part. I don't remember it. Oh, it's in the sea. It's in the sea. Well, then let theirs be in the sea, too. Why you got a fishing pole in that sea? Hey, man, quit fishing. You don't want nobody to talk about you. Hey, man. Anybody in here want somebody to go digging in that trash can? I didn't think so. Oh, you can dig in my trash. My trash is clean. Then it's not a trash. We all got trash, so don't, don't, don't go doing that. Don't sit around and talk about folks and look down on folks, and you got junk and mess. Self-righteous person will talk about people and all their flaws. First John 2 and 9. He that saith he is in the light and hated his brother is in darkness even until now. You cannot be in the light and you sitting around dogging your brother out. Luke 18 and 10. The rest of this passage. Two men. Went up into the temple to pray. The one a Pharisee and the other a publican. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself. God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are. Extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this here publican. I mean, dude just called the tax collector out right there. I thank God I'm better than all these folk, including this dude right here. I fast twice in the week. I give tithes of all that I possess. Amen. I, I, me, I, I. The Pharisees were prideful and condescending. Even though they felt superior, here comes Jesus. Jesus humbled them by unmasking the true intent of their heart. Proverbs tells us that when pride cometh, then cometh what? Shame. Shame. Jesus came and made them all shame. That's why they killed him. They killed Jesus because they was all shame. Because Jesus came and straightened them out. Basically, this Pharisee thought he was better. All the Pharisees thought they were better. They thought they were better than common people. They felt like they could dress a certain way, look a certain way. They would wear certain things to prove their value in the community. They would say things that were condescending. They would hold people to the law. And they would make sure their outward appearance would make people cower in humility. But God, what Jesus said, y'all, yeah, on the outside, y'all looking really good. 
but the inside you got dead man's bones. You're just a carcass. But the Pharisees looked down on these publicans, which were tax collectors. The Bible says that the Pharisee prayed within himself. This is to denote his arrogant attitude within himself. Many times people can carry an outward humility, but inwardly they desire to be lifted up or recognized even though they never say it. Did y'all hear that? Yeah, there's a lot of folks that carry outward humility. Oh, brother, you don't have to call my name. Oh, I'm just, I'm just meek and lowly. I'm just a, a old vagabond. I'm just, oh, just a, old just. But they really want you to call their name. That's false humility. And that's folks that come around you and act like they're doing it for the Lord and act like they're really doing it for the, you know, for the sake of the ministry or whatever. But then in the end, it's really for themselves. Amen. We've had people here, you know, they come in. Oh, yeah, brother, I'm just a humble servant. I'm just a humble. I just want to be. Oh, I'm just. Oh, let me just get on the ground because, oh, you just don't know how low I really am. I just I just want to just be around. I just want this and that and this. And then after service, you get an email. Uh, brother, you know, uh, it was really me that did that. That wasn't that wasn't sister. So and so I really did it, you know, but it's OK. It's OK. You can let her, you know, uh, let people think that. But I just wanted you to know, you know, that it was really me. But that is self-righteousness, Philippians 2 and 3. Instead of being motivated by selfish ambition or vanity, each of you should, in humility, be moved to treat one another as more important than yourself. So if you treat people as more important than yourself, that's true humility. Not you trying to be seen. Need a badge and need your name called from the pulpit. But I used to get the good offerings in the church. Folks would walk by, you know, they would walk by and the preacher, I can't do it. Let me, let me, let me get him. Preacher would lean over on the podium like this. Oh yeah, that's a so-and-so. You're looking good in that hat. Thanks, pastor. Oh yeah, our brother so-and-so gave, what's that? $150. Oh, Lord, I've been blessing you, brother. I know. Thank you. Thank you, pastor. Uh, brother Willie, you know, he, he didn't give much, but you know, he cut the yard the other day and thank you. So y'all give brother Willie a hand. And y'all didn't go up in the church like that? Dude just calling out everything everybody did. And they walking up to the altar, you know, I'm walking up, walking slow so he can finish with that person he's talking to. You don't want to walk too fast because then he go, <laughs> he might miss you. So they get up there, get ready to get it. And, oh, don't let nothing happen. He have to turn around or something. They'll just stop. <laughs> Whole line, everybody bumping. Man, will you go? Oh, no, no. Then we turn around. <laughs> you know why people do that? Because they zeros in their house. They're zero at home. So they got to come and try to steal some of God's glory. Because they ain't got no glory in the house. So when men are men in their home, they don't need the church accolades. Amen. So they haven't talked about that sister's husband. She don't come, he don't come to church. So they talked about her so bad. He, yeah, he died. He was at the juke joint the other day. Juking. Just juking at the juke joint. I saw him. Yeah, he was drunk. I saw him drunk. So they talked about it. So she got to come to church and make, make it up some kind of way. Oh, man, I got to work on my reputation because everybody know my husband goes to the juke joint. So she come in there with a, the biggest hat. Look, just a sombrero. <laughs> 
<laughs> she can't even carry it. It's got animals on it and fruit. Fruit and animals and live animals. Just, just <laughs> went outside, got some more birds. Just all in a hat. Oh, look at Sister So-and-So's hat. Because she's trying to <laughs> she trying to make up for what's going on in her house. And y'all done ruined her reputation knowing all her business. <laughs> but that's what that is. And so she's going to wait until the pastor. She's going to wait till he finished whatever he's doing so he can acknowledge her and that hat. Because that hat's going to make her feel better and help her reputation. She's going to feel good. Because at home, she has an issue. So instead of dealing with the issue, the pastor ought to tell her, no, you go home and be with your husband. Don't come be with me. Because that's going to be a threat to your husband. So you go home and be with him. Serve him. Not with lip service. Because we know words don't convert men. No, they don't. Not words. The Bible said actions. Your actions will convert him. So go home and make him breakfast in bed during uh, Sunday school. Let that be his Sunday school. I, I got your Sunday school right here. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yes, sir. No, she's going to go home. God said, get up. Get your lazy tail out that bed. In Jesus' right. He's going to hate God then. He's going to hate church. He's going to hate everything about it. I ain't never going. I was almost thinking about going there. I ain't never going, witch. <laughs> now you got to go get a bigger hat. <laughs> but y'all know I'm telling the truth. And that's how it does. Instead of you going home. I've told women to do that. Go home and treat your husband a certain way. They win their husband. They win them. They're like, oh, well, I think I want to go to this church. You say that's how many men in that church? That's the first thing a man want to know. He's he going to stay home if everyone in the church is a female. 300 women in that church and two men. The pastor and his brother. Where's all the men at? Ain't no men there because he don't want them there. He's a weak man. He don't know how to entreat other men. That's a weak man. Ain't got no male friends. No, don't know no males. Just weak. And so men don't see no strength in there. I'm preaching this thing. That's yes. That's what it is. Get around some men, man. Iron sharpens iron. Bible calls the woman the weaker vessel. What you sharpening on that for? That ain't going to sharpen you. But this Pharisee prayed within himself. Many times people can carry this. And look like they are humble. And I'm a humble servant. And all of this. But they're really not. There is nothing wrong with attempting to do everything right. We should all be trying to do every. Look at somebody say do everything right. Nothing wrong with trying to do everything right. We're supposed to try to do. Why would you not want to do everything right? The error comes when we desire for others to know it. Showing ourselves and our work. Works forfeits God's grace and mercy. Matthew 6 and 1. Be careful not to display your righteousness merely to be seen by people. Otherwise, you have no reward with your father in heaven. So if you want your reward to be heaven, then you need to do things secretly. Amen. Amen. Display your righteousness secretly. Folks ought to, ought to ask you, you, you must be a Christian, huh? You shouldn't have to say it. 
door to door and talking in a bullhorn on the street corner. Get saved before it's too late. Get saved before it's too Won't you just live right, That's right. in front of folks? That's right. They'll ask you. Yes, they will. They'll ask you. But if you're showing righteousness, you scare folks off because they don't feel like they can be like you. Amen. So we don't display our righteousness merely to be seen by people and try to show people how saved we are. And ooh, brother, ooh, if you get around me, ooh, ooh, I shot Man, can you speak English? We had a football game. Do you think Seattle gonna win? Oh, I don't know. Uh, ooh, mm, that quarterback. Ooh, mm, mm, see, huh? Dude, you are too safe. You're too safe to have fun. Do get tackled. Everybody put your hands toward the TV. Oh, that hamstring right now in Jesus' name. Oh, I'm speaking to the hamstring. I'm speaking to the ham bone. The bone in the ham. The ham bone. Bone in the ham. Ham in the bone. Oh, he's going to get up. He's going to get up. Look at him, y'all. He's getting up. I told you he's going to get up. Dude, man, can we watch the Super Bowl? Can you leave and go pray? No, but the Bible says it right there. Don't do your righteousness to be seen of people. Man, just be human and live right. Have good character. Make good decisions. You know, good decisions draw folks to Christ better than anything. That's how you draw folks to Christ. Good decisions. Dude, you start making good decisions, probably like, man, you know, I had that same problem. I was right there, but man, you did something different. What did you do? So, well, man, you know, I took the time, you know, I just kind of devoted my time to really getting an understanding on it and all that. I did that too, dude. So you must have did something else. Well, you know, now I have a relationship with the Lord, so I prayed about it. And I trusted what God told me. Really? And that's how you win people. That can be the third tier of the conversation. You ain't got to blast them. I mean, what did you do? Oh! <laughs> Just, oh, you just jumped off old Ted. Now I'm scared. Gracious, when you get your eyesight back, I mean, dog, go. Tell me about it when your eyes stop dilating. I mean, what happened? Just so sad. I'm almost done, y'all. Let me get, let me get done. Amen. Luke 18 and 13. And the publican standing afar off would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven. But the Bible said he beat his chest saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house, what? Justified Justified, rather than the Pharisee. For everyone that exalteth himself shall be abased. And he that humbleth himself shall be what? Exalted. Boy, Jesus is preaching right here. The publican felt shameful and lowly before God because of his profession and his reputation among the people. Pharisees considered the publicans as sinners because they were Jews who worked for the Romans. So they appeared as turncoats or traitors. So they were basically considered traitors because they were Jews that would actually come and collect tax for the Roman government. And, you know, nobody likes a tax collector, even today. IRS. I mean, you say you work for the IRS, folk just start getting away from you. I mean, that's like the worst thing you can do. There's, I mean, nobody, because nobody want to pay taxes. And then they consider all tax people crooked. Like you're taking more than you should. And so there were several reasons why being a publican, you were just automatically a sinner in the eyes of the Pharisees. 
Mark 2 and 16. And when the scribes and the Pharisees saw Jesus eat with the publicans and sinners, they said unto his disciples, how is it that he eateth and drinketh with the publicans and sinners? They put it all together like it's the same thing. The publicans or the tax collectors and the sinners. Jesus eating with them. Why is he eating with the tax collectors? And so the Pharisees looked down on them as sinners. The publican knew that if good works was the way to heaven, then his occupation might not allow him to make it in. However, Christ said he was justified because he humbled himself and cried out for God's mercy. So he felt that if it was by works that we were going to get into heaven, I'm not going to make it because my own occupation, I got to do some crooked things. And I use Luke 19 and 8 to show how Zacchaeus felt. Zacchaeus was a publican. Thank you. Zacchaeus was a publican. And uh, this is what happened when he encountered Jesus. The Bible says he stood up and solemnly declared to the Lord, see, Lord, the half of my goods I now give by way of restoration to the poor. So he's going to give away half his goods by way of what? Restoration, meaning I'm going to give them back what I illegally took from them to the poor. And if I have cheated anyone out of anything, I now restore four times as much. So this kind of shows you how they felt even about their own professions. They knew that some of the things they had to do were not necessarily the right thing to do morally. So this publican knew that if man, if, 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 if work's going to get us into heaven, I'm in trouble. I'm not going. And that's how we should all feel because works can't get us into heaven. But Christ said he was justified because he beat his chest and humbled himself and said, God, forgive me for everything that I have done wrong. To be abased means to be belittled or brought low. The Lord is saying that if we exalt ourselves, we will be what? Belittled. And you know how a person is belittled? I tell people all the time, men can shine in public. A lot of these preachers and different ones that are on huge platforms and they're being lifted up or they are lifting themselves up and exalting themselves, but they're being belittled in private by their homes. This is the belittlement, the abasement. That's the judgment. That's why we don't look to the world to be lifted up. We make sure in our homes, that's where we are glorified. And you can't get so caught up in being lifted up in the public eye that you forget the private eye. Amen. So I'm not caught up in no movie stars calling my house and coming to my mega fest and I'm hanging out with the the, the folks that's promoting all the sin and junk I'm supposed to be preaching against. And I'm proud of that. Oh yeah, yesterday I had dinner with Tyrese. You know, the old school church and praise God for them. Like I said, the foundation was good and everything. But a lot of the focus wasn't on the home. The focus was on the church. Man, if it ain't about the family, the Bible says, how can, how can you even rule the house of God? But we do that a lot of times and we begin to use ministry to cover up holes in our own personal, in our home and different things so we can look good in front of people and get accolades and all that. The Lord is saying that if we exalt ourselves, Meaning if we make ourselves look good in front of people, when we're away from people, we ain't going to look so good. We're going to be abased. This comes in the form of shame, embarrassment, or rebuke. But when we humble our own selves, 
we keep ourselves from a what? Prideful fall. James 4 and 6. But he giveth great, giveth more grace. Wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to who? Summary! As believers, we are to strive for perfection when? Daily. Daily. We're supposed to try to be perfect every day. Our goal should be to exhibit godly lifestyles that are free from sin. That should be our goal, right? Everybody should be trying to be free from sin. Amen. However, this does not grant us the occasion to boast of our piety or holiness. We must never forget where we came from. Amen. Never forget where some of y'all was some old creeps. Some of y'all was some sluts. Pimps. On crack. Amen. Some of y'all was in all of that. Thieves. Stealing in church. Growing up, but we had a woman and my dad was passing the church. We used to call her Thief J. We made up, made up a rap about her. Sister Jackson. Because she would come up there and steal everything out your purse. Your purse would be so light when you go home. Be light as a wallet. And she'd come up there and just steal. Remember her? Whatever happened to her? I mean, just steal. And like, got the reputation. She'd be in there praising the Lord, shouting and dancing with everybody. She was the church secretary? <laughs> She'd get happy. Hey! The music started. Hey! She'd be like, oh, somebody get, get Sister Jackson. She done gone crazy. But some of y'all, that's where you were. That's who you were. We must never forget where we came from, where God saved us from. Amen? We are all in different phases of growth and we must allow grace for our brethren who aren't in the same stage as us. Amen. They're not where you are. So you can't put that expectation on them. Amen. You got to show grace and mercy. This brother been in church for a week. He don't know. I need to help him. I need to minister to him. Amen. He don't know. So we show grace and we show mercy. We must take care that we do not allow our growth in church to belittle others' progression. The struggles that we have overcome are only by God's grace and mercy, not through any merit of our own. We could have died in our sin or faced even greater consequences for some of the things we've done. Can I get an amen on that part? Amen. We are better today solely by the grace and mercy of who? God. We must extend the same patience to those who are growing in God. Amen. We should never brag about living right and being holy because we are all one sin away from sinning. And all sin is worthy of death in God's eyes. Let me say that again. We should never brag about living right and being holy. Amen. Amen. Stop singing that song. Been saved all day. No evil have I done. You just did evil singing the song. Because you ain't supposed to to say that. What you bragging about? Who cares? Who cares when you're going to mess up tomorrow? So it don't even matter. Why are you singing that? We should never brag about living right and being holy because we are all one sin away from sinning. And all sin is worthy of death in God's eyes. 
Same person speaking in tongues and singing and uh, no evil out there will cuss you out. You make them mad. And that's sin. Sure, we can rejoice in where God has brought us from, but we should never make ourselves superior to others because of it. Amen. Titus 3 and 3. For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving divers, lust and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hurting one another. All of us were like that in some way. But after that, the kindness and love of God, our Savior, toward men appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of what? The Holy Ghost, which he shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior, that being justified by his grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal Life being justified by not by works, but by what his grace. You've been listening to a true church perspective from G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of Adamant Believers Council in Grand Prairie, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas 76124, or donate online at www.exministries.com. Dot com.